Good morning and welcome to the Weekly Dish. It is, oh, it's sunny out. It's blustery, but sunny. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph Martin. And we are here for you talking all things food, drink, and fun. And we had a couple of callers hang over from the last segment, which we really appreciate. So we'll take a couple calls. Hi, Lynn. You have a question for us? Is this for Lynn? Yes, Lynn, it is. Okay. You're on. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, I'm sitting in a parking lot waiting for you guys to come back. So um, the first thing I wanted to say was I have my mom's Better Homes and Gardens cookbook that was from the uh, 40s and 50s. Oh, nice. And that's held together with duct tape. And it does have some of her writings and some stains on some pages. And and my mom's since passed, so it's a wonderful thing. Um, and then I also have the new version of that one that has great pictures and great basics. So if somebody's looking for okay. a basic, and then I, I had a question about the swap. When is that? And if, did I miss it yet? No, it is not missed. It is next Saturday. It will be after the show. I believe the times are 12 to two and you can find tickets on our Facebook page, weekly dish okay. MN, or you can go to kitchen in the markets website, go under events and it's there. Okay. Okay. We look forward to seeing you, Lynn. Thanks. Thanks And our next call is Tanya, who's got a question about vegetables. Hi, Tanya. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. Say, I've been trying to incorporate more vegetables into my meals and things like that. And um, just some struggling with some good recipes, uh, looking for a cookbook idea. I basically steam things or roast them, and it's getting really boring. Okay. (laughs) I have the perfect cookbook for you. Awesome. I think so. Stephanie probably has a different one, but mine is uh, How to Cook Everything Vegetables by Mark Bittman. I love Mark Bittman's books. I have his How to Cook Everything. Yeah, this is a Bible that's green. It's the green book, and it's just for vegetables. It's vegetable specific. Okay. And he really um, gives you a lot of vegetable treatment. Steph, do you have anything? Um, I do, but I can't remember right now. So I'm going to have to look and come up with it and tell you guys at the end. Um, because um, there's a couple really great ones that are a little bit more what are the ones like plenty and Jerusalem auto Lengi. Lengi. Yeah. I guess also is very vegetable centric. Yeah. There's a lot of great, well, I mean, and there's, that's sort of the idea. If you really, if you want to think about focusing the way to make vegetables really sing is not only just how you cook them, but the the dishes in which you cook them in terms of like start looking at Indian cookbooks start looking at some of the places that take vegetables and bring them up to the next level with the spices and the things like that you know the most Indian cuisine is it's mostly vegetarian and so having those kind of ideas and then taking you know like Rogan Josh or like doing you know things like that is a really great idea all right Tanya there you go thank you you bet uh, hope it is time for the top two give me the old one two and now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, winning, winning, winning. All right, every uh, week at the top of the second hour, we give you two things that we're obsessed with this week. Uh, Stephanie, you want to give us no, a start? No, you start. Okay. <laughs> I am going to start. I always make you start, don't I? Uh, yeah, well, I always make you start when I'm when I'm leading too. So it's okay. It happens. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with a Negroni that I had that was very delicious at Costa Blanca. It is a restaurant that is like Spanish tapas. Mm-hmm. It's on Central Avenue, and what I loved about it was it was a tequila Negroni. Oh. 
which you don't see those very often. And it had a dried orange kind of laid on the top and they used a white tequila, but it, it, you could still tell it was tequila. Like sometimes in the Negronis, all you really taste is sort of the bitterness of the Campari. Mm -hmm. It was really lovely. The server recommended it. I loved it. And then everyone that I was with was like, Oh, I would never think to order that. Let me taste it. And they loved it too. It was just, it was a really simple drink, but really good. Okay. I, I that's a Hector Ruiz restaurant, by the way, up in Northeast. I do love that spot. Yeah, it that's was so great. Uh, they have good octopus there too, for yeah. whatever it's worth, if yeah. you're looking to get your octopus on. Okay, here, I'm going to give you, I'm going to switch out my top two and have this vegetable cookbook because this is the one that I was looking for, the one that Molly Herman, when she was on one of the last times, she was loving this one. It's called Six Seasons, A New Way with Vegetables, Joshua McFadden. And it's a James Beard Award winner for best. Yeah, did we get, did we go to that dinner? Uh, I, at the Synergy series with Gavin, I did not. Jo- I don't think this is. I don't think this. Okay. I don't think this person. I don't think Josh. I don't remember, but yeah. I did go to a vegetarian dinner. Yeah. That was no, really this one lovely. is a vegetable focused cooking. It's named Best Pet Cookbook of the Year. This is the one that I was remembering. That was just. It's so. It's so awesome, and there's so many great ways of seeing them in the seasonal. Spe- you know, aspect of like spring, and you're talking about leeks, and you're talking about artichokes, and you're talking about radishes. What does that mean, and how do you then prepare them, and kind of understanding different ways of looking at them. So this is a really good one. I love it. Remember our friend Patrice? She's still working on the radish cookbook. Good. Let's get yeah. it. Um, okay. So I started out the show talking about that I had been to a couple of movies for Twin Cities Film Festival. It is going on right now. And you can get tickets online at TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. And there are a lot of great movies that are coming. Uh, one of the movies that's coming is a documentary that's going to be coming next week about Chef Flynn. And Chef Flynn is a high school aged kid who started cooking and became sort of a phenom. And the movie is about his parents like trying to manage. I guess he started when he was 10. Sorry. So Flynn McGarry. Yeah. Yeah. Flynn McGarry is sort of a phenom that is he was remember he made a he made a, a kitchen out of his bedroom. Yes, he did. Yeah. And this is the documentary about this kid. Uh, it is going to be Thursday, October 25th at seven o'clock. Tickets are still available. And Andrew Zimmern's going to be doing a Q&A after the film. Um, there are so many good films in this Twin Cities Film Festival this year. I can't even, I can't even, I have seen a lot of films. I'm going to a lot of films. Check out the website. Um, I'm really excited for the Chef Lynn movie next week. I'm excited about a movie called Boy Erased. Oh. Um, that is with Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe, where they try to pray away the gay out of their son. Yep. That's an interesting one. There's a movie that I saw a trailer for that is called Fire on the Hill, which is about, uh, It was a a place where they trained rodeo cowboys in Compton Hmm. in Los Angeles. There was a ranch right there underneath the highway that an arsonist burned and ruined the ranch. And it's sort of all these cowboys. A lot of them happened to be African-American coming back together and trying to reestablish this ranch that changed a lot of their lives. That one's called Fire on the Hill. It's just it's crazy. The amount of talent in some of these movies. So did you see the one 12 Sips to Glory? No, I don't understand what it is, but it's basically I think it's a short. I'm not 100 percent sure, Um, but it's basically it says when Trey Williams claimed he could blindly distinguish any orange soda from another, his friends decided to surprise him with a challenge that would put his claim and passion 
to the test. Oh, this sounds fun. I don't know. 112 <laughs> sips to glory. When is the movie? Just 12 sips to glory, not 112. Uh, it is, it's, it's next Wednesday. Okay. And it's, I just think it's interesting that there's a movie made about like orange soda and being able yeah. to distinguish orange sodas. Another cool film that I saw that was made <laughs> filmed here. There's a lot of Minnesota filmmakers. Yeah. Uh, I saw time for Ilhan. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, I did. And she was there and spoke a little bit after the film. Just what I came away with from that is how hard it is to be a politician, like how much hard work and door knocking. And this just it's crazy the amount of time that it takes away from your family. And every night you're out there and the strategy. And I just I was like, gosh, on the one hand, I wanted to run for office. On the other hand, I was like never in a million years. Yeah, it was just it was crazy. Oh, good. Um, so check out Twin Cities Film Festival. Okay. Uh, my second of top two in hour two is Salty Tart's new uh, space. Is that so Salty Tart, you know, bakery Michelle Geyer, she left the Midtown Global Market. Okay. Um, and so, you know, you can find her in Lower Town still over by St. Dinette. And uh, the farmer's market and stuff has, she has breakfast and lunch. Across know, from the farmer's there. market in that uh, market house collaborative. collective. But she also uh, has her production facility is in Uptown. And so just right up on Harriet, like a block off of Lake Street. Okay. Uh, she is um, a blocker, like a block and a half, maybe. She has her production facility, her bakery. But she has opened the front part to be, um, you know, like an actual store. So you can pop in there. They're open from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. I think every day, and except for Sundays, it's 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. But this is where you can now, in Uptown, to me, this is so much better than pop having to go all the way down to Midtown Global Market. Plus, you can park on the street really easily there and just walk a, walk in. They've got coffee, but they have, this is the thing. She's got soft sourdough. And oh. this is my jam right now because I want to make a whole bunch of turkey sandwiches. <laughs> Tell me about soft sourdough. It's just not a bull, not like a big crusty bull. It's yep. like it's like sandwich bread sourdough. And huh. you buy it in a sandwich type loaf and slice it up and that's what I'm Yum. just I'm wanting that. I'm making turkey. I'm making turkey, so I really want turkey sandwiches. When are you making turkey? Well, I'm doing a day I'm doing a test run for Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. I know. I know I'm doing it. Not a huge one, just a little bit, but I'm yeah. just trying some stuff. Do you ever just make like a breast? Yeah, that's I'm trying to do something with a different sort of a marinade on like a bone in breast. Okay. And then I'm going to see if that's something that I want to do for Thanksgiving. All right. All right. I've got some test run stuff going on. But I'm but if I'm going to have that, then I'm going to have to have a turkey sandwich and I'm going to have to have some sourdough. So that's the great thing. And you can buy cakes there. She's got the macaroons there. I had a ham and cheese croissant there. I had a pumpkin croissant. Oh, let's just say I totally carved up yesterday, like in a big, bad way. A pumpkin a, croissant sounds yeah. like all you want to do is make that like uh, croissant bread pudding. Have you ever made that bread pudding where yes. you cut up the croissants every and put Christmas the egg morning. custard? Okay. Like every Christmas Like morning. a pumpkin croissant <laughs> in there sounds like I would never leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my word. It's good. But I mean, all croissants are good. Come on. You yeah. Know? But a pumpkin croissant is uh-huh. like such next level good. It's hard to even wrap my mind around that something like that exists. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> croissants are so Hard to make. They are. So they can be so life-changing or so awful. Yeah. Like sometimes you just have a croissant. It's like, why did you even bother rolling out this dough? It's terrible. Usually those are the commercial-made ones. Yeah, I was going to say, don't buy croissants from people who aren't bakers in my no. mind. No. There's no point. If you're going to have one, have one. Oh, okay. and a croissant. Yeah. 
A croissant so anyway, turkey sandwich, Stephanie. Yeah, I'm a, I'm not big on that. I know people love that. I'm not big on that. I want turkey the cro- salad. I just want the croissant with butter and that's it. No, uh-uh. No. I'm digressing. Sourdough. Sourdough. Soft sourdough. That's the point of this. That was my top two in hour two. All right. Soft <laughs> sourdough from Michelle Geyer, Salty Tart, Twin Cities Film Festival, Tequila Negroni at Costa Blanca Bistro. And what was your other one? The cookbook, the vegetable cookbook. Yeah, the the yeah the seasons, <laughs> seasons vegetable cookbook. We will tweet these Six out, seasons. put them out. They'll be there All on right. the Facebook pages. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph Murph. And we are here with our friend Tim Niver. I'm Tim Niver. <laughs> Tim Niver, his brothy man voice. Did really you say brothy? Breathy. Oh, I think he said brothy. <laughs> Need some broth. I, uh, broth would be great right now. Broth would be great. Tim Hi. Niver, man of all seasons. Man of all seasons. I love you too. It's nice to be here as always. Yeah, you're funny. You have Moochie's. How's Moochie's doing? Moochie's Italian it's on great. Randolph. Oh my God. That little place. It just That rolls. little place just cranks, doesn't it? I love it so much. I can't even tell you how, how um, we never expected it to be, you know, like this. You, know, you, you couldn't expect it. And it's just so nice. And people are patient with us and it's a tiny place and it's not ultimately the most convenient and there's no sign. and There still is yeah, no sign. Yeah, You've never no put sign. a sign we up. We have a little sandwich board out front, but I, you know, it's cool. It's how you it's know, supposed to go, maybe. And, and, and it's great. It's real food. I went there. I had a hard day yesterday. I went there last night at 10 and had a bowl of pasta and I really just sunk right into it and felt loved and... You know, that's it, what food it, does. It's exactly what I needed. That's yeah, Chris. And yeah, it's it's like it's, that's the team there too. I was gonna say, yeah. you know, like Kenzie and everybody else there. They're just like they're. It feels like a real team. Yes, like a team. It's a family. It's Honestly, a family. I don't mean to sound cliche. I like it Chris, is. the it's, chef. Yeah. Who is oh, always back God. there, just like hey, well, in the pictures of he and his daughter, and oh, she's grown up in that kitchen. And it's a it's a whole it's yeah. a whole thing. It's, it's whole got thing. its own energy and its own vibe. And then Saint Dinette has its own energy and vibe. Great brunch, yeah. amazing burger. Yeah. That oh, and at the, the bar food's better and... than ever. I mean, it, everything's changing so nicely over there. And Adam and Laurel have um, you know a new focus in at Maven, and Jack and uh, Daniel are stepping up, and Nicole Berg in the front of the house are stepping up, and. New people behind the bar and, you know, just everything's, everything's driving. I, I love it. I love it. I, get, I have the best three offices in the world, you know. How do you manage it all? I, I don't. Um, I have, <laughs> you know, honestly, I have, I have the strongest women managers in the entire world. Anna Morgan and Laurel uh, running Maven. Anna was at, you know, 112 for yeah. a long time. Uh, I got Nicole Burks, who just crushes it over at Dinette. I got Heather Meaty at Moochie's. And these ladies just take care of it. You know, we, we bounce stuff off each other. But I I let them run it. And we just talk about what's happening. And it's uh, so far so good. What's funny is, like, if I talk to you and I talk to Luke Shimp and I talk to, because I talked to another restaurateur the other day that has multiple restaurants. And the first thing you all talk about is like your amazing staff. And I know that that is 100% what separates you from other people that maybe have multiple locations that it's a real struggle. It comes down to your staff. Absolutely. And how you treat them probably because they're so loyal and they stay and they really care about the restaurants like it's their own. Yes. Yeah. Really it's about empowering the people that you, you work with to do the job and to learn and then to, not be afraid that they're going to take what they learn or what they've seen and move on and do something of their own or with somebody else. It's about you know fostering a relationship with people so that they feel like they're trusted and wanted, but also that um, 
um, they have a, a, a way out and, and up. And um, Can I ask really a weird a question thing. that I did not prepare you for in advance? So oh, God. <laughs> here you go. So do you, with those women managers or managers in general, do you have like some kind of an ownership stake that they get in it? Or are they just like hourly waged? Um, well, most the, the management's always salaried. And um, just so happens that like in the case of Laurel, um, we were together long enough uh, that when Adam Laurel and I started talking about doing Maven, I said, I would love to be your partner. So you get time with people, you get to figure out who they are, where they are. Um, and then you can, you know, leverage those relationships into creating new teams. So, you know, initially, no, um, it's kind of hard to offer up um on the get-go? Yeah, from the get-go. But I, I think it's all about you know opportunities you create along the way for yourself as the manager mm-hmm. and also as the owner, um, finding good talent and moving them forward. Um, and them having a, a place to move forward, you yes. know what I mean? Well, Chris and, was the same way at Moochie's. Uh, didn't mean to interrupt you. Chris was the same way at Moochie's. We found each other at, at, uh, at the strip club. And... You know, it just worked into being something where I could see in him that he understood what I was looking to do. And we kind of gelled and, you know, we had a Moochie's baby together. <laughs> that's how that goes. <laughs> wow. They are, it's they like are. birthing, really. Yeah. It's like birthing. It is like a birth. Oh and that's, I, there's somebody wrote some, there was a restaurant critic or somebody wrote an article who had then opened her own restaurant and was talking about. It was amazing. Did you read that one? Yes, I read it. I should have brought that I should have put that in but it was basically like 10 things I've that I like it was an apology letter from being a restaurant critic to being a restaurant owner and having this apology letter to all other restaurant owners saying like I'm sorry I never knew and now and it's funny for me because of course I've sort of like blended those my whole life yeah Yeah. and so I've oh I mean I want to be like told you but I mean I've always been saying it is a birth and restaurants are made of people like when people like think about it as an entity, it's not. It's a full on cosm of people. Yep. And yep. it's a birth. Every yep. time you make one, it's a birth. And so then if you have to close one, it is a death and it should not be taken like so cavalierly. And then they evolve and change. Like St. Annette has evolved a lot. Yeah. They, oh, it all does. It all does. And it should too. You know, like nothing's the same. You know, when we opened a strip club, craft cocktails were new and different and wow. And now craft cocktails are all, you know, I mean, it's the rage, but it's, it's all about the stuff that's going into them yeah. and the local liquors and the tap rooms and stuff. So, so like the old school cocktail bars, while well, they still exist and they're wonderful. Thank you for them. Things have evolved into something new and, you know, you better because there are some things that are classic that stay that are always your burger. Uh, yes, but also, you know, you have to keep thinking and, um, so many people know so many more things now. Yeah. And so they're pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, uh, relevancy, um, is, is hard to acquire number one and number two, hard to maintain. So you have to just really push on and make sure that you're, you know, staying with it. How's the mochi frozen pizza line? Wait, I want to talk about Maven because yeah. we don't have a lot of time. Oh, sorry. And so I want you to, <laughs> you are just completely <laughs> talking about thing because you have your thing. I come back. I want to do this again. I know. <laughs> I know. So let's talk about Maven and because this is like, this is the new baby. Speaking of babies. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, it's in Uptown, which is, as we were saying, kind of a dicey endeavor these days. We well, don't know what to think about Uptown. Yeah. And places are in and out of Uptown. And you know, what we build Maven to be is something that you could trust. Something that has a, a little bit of everything for everyone. You know, the bagel program kind of makes people understand that we're a daytime place, but 
see, we have powerhouse of chefs on the, on the flip side, you know, we have people from St. Zenet that we work with, uh, Eric Moore. And, um, we have a guy named Ben who's been all over the city and he's fantastic. And then Kevin Manley, who's Anna Morgan's husband, we try to keep it in the family, in the family. who was running yep. one twelve forever. So, and then there's Adam on top of it. So we really have this powerhouse chef team and, you know, we have a dinner program that is, is lovely, but you know, we have to, we have to build everything. You can have a great bagel and we're like, okay, come back for dinner. And you're like, okay, but the bagel and I'm like, yeah, but come back for dinner. What do you serve at dinner? Well, it, it varies. I mean, we have a lot of vegetarian dishes. We keep, we continue to do the sandwiches during the nighttime, but we have trout on the menu. We have cauliflower on the menu. We have shakshuka on the menu. We have oysters on shakshuka. the menu. We have a fantastic bar program and Robbie's behind the bar a lot of nights and she's just, you know, vivacious and wonderful and then we're taking some of the things that uh, the wood oven gives us and we're wood firing some pizzas and using harissa and these middle eastern ingredients and putting it all together into this kind of amalgamation of like uh, you know we didn't even know it was going to end up being like this even three months ago but um you kind of just figure out what people want and i want to say vegetarian is something that I think is so deeply important to us. And we knew we were going to have vegetarian dishes, but wow, you know, at the end of the day, this is stuff everybody's eating right now. And it's so much better in plant-based foods. And, you know, and we're kind of looking at it not and like, this is, this is fun. And uh, yeah. you know, you're not always, because you know, you're also smoking your off. own like pastrami. Well, and you know, the thing there is, is, is that, um, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> you can still slap down a wonderful pastrami sandwich, you know, alongside, you know, a beautiful vegetarian or fried cauliflower dish and, and be super happy and have the best of both worlds. Well, and, and that's the fun stuff. Like that's, and that's kind of the new frontier really. Yeah. You know, and you have and to creativity. be adept at doing all of it. And, yeah. um, you know, so, um, you know, while the bagel world is treating us very well and they are different and better than other bagels, Montreal bagels that, that, that are around us and, and, and not better because other ones are bad, but just better because they're different. And I, and I love them, you know, I eat them, you know, quite a bit, but, uh, <laughs> more, more than I should probably, but there's other, you know, like we have an omelet and we have all the, you know, at nighttime menu and you know what I mean? So there's a little breakfast at dinner and there's a little playful pizza bagel at dinner. And so it's fun and we have all this talent there. So, you know, it's about, it's about putting it together and inviting you in for, uh, all day. And that's in the name. It's Maven all day. Maven all day. And, and a little bit of night too. And what's the, and it's on the corner of, uh, Lake and Bryant. Lake and Bryant. Yeah. So yeah. Just Bryant Lake Bowls there. There's so many right. good friends around there and, you mm-hmm. know, um, we're just trying to get you to trust Lynn Lake and Uptown and have a place to go and yeah. bring your family and also bring and your have, date. And, yeah. Have a bottle of wine and have a glass of, you know, cocktails and like cocktails. tuck in. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Tim Niver. Mavens. Moochies. St. Inet. Much love. Maven. Yeah. Maven. All We're of good. it. Thank you for being <laughs> here, being here, pal. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We've got a maker segment that we're going to be inviting our friends from Darley Pickle Dip. So we'll go ahead and do the intro. You're a maker. You're a hero. It's time for the Maker's Moment. A visit with one of Minnesota's many creators, artisans, and entrepreneurs who make the Twin Cities such a cool food scene. I make things. You're a genius. Make it. For more stories like this, check out Stephanie Hansen's podcast, Makers of Minnesota, on Podcast One or wherever you find your podcasts. <laughs> 
right. We are here with Britt and Sarah. They are the founders of Darling Pickle Dips. Hi, ladies. Good morning. Welcome in studio. Stephanie probably can't talk because her mouth is full of pickle dip. I'm eating. So let's just talk about the pickle dips. They are cream cheese based dips that have different spices in them. And also you guys put white bean in it and you can find them in your grocery store. When I first met you guys, you started at the farmer's markets, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. So what was it about pickle dip that you were like, this is where I'm going to put my uh, plant my flag? Um, Well, I guess Sarah and I have been friends for so long. We're friends, best friends since age 14. And we have always been super into cooking, entertaining each other's families. But once kids got into the picture... There was no more time for sit-down dinners and multi-course. And so we would make a version of one of these dips when we would get together. And we had been talking about doing something together. And um, we just kept coming back to this. And the fact that it's not hummus, it's not salsa, it's not guacamole. Why not try it? So It's pickle dip. It's pickle dip. Creamy dips made with pickles. Yeah, Steph was talking about her pickle dip that we talk about usually at the holidays. And mine is straight up white trash pickle dip. Let's be (laughs) clear that this is my cheese pastrami. It's not like fancy or good for you or... Refined. This is very refined because it's got. This got. This is just a little more elegant, but it's also easier. Yeah. You know, easier to eat. Is and elegant pickle dip a thing? I think it is. I, I think you've done it. I think you've done it. Because you guys put it on sandwiches. You put it on hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So tell me mm-hmm. some of the unusual ways that you would use your pickle dip. We've tossed it with pasta before. We've put it in potato salad, egg salad. Oh yeah, yeah sandwich natural. spreads as dips for any, you know, like grate on a piece of salami wrapped around, you know, an olive or a pepper or something or a pickle. like that. Yeah, yeah. or put it pickle on pickle you could do. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um it's pretty great. How much is it? 6.99. Okay, and that's a little higher than a lot of other dips. Tell me about what's in it or why because it's Minnesota made is that? Yeah, we're such a small producer at this point that we're not uh, realizing the economy of scale yet, which we hope to get to eventually, but we're still hand-making the product every single week, and really, we're paying a premium price for all of our ingredients, our packaging. We're not at a volume yet that we can really start. It's surprising, though, because you've been doing this for how long? About a year and a half. Yeah, you guys, you're in how many stores? You're in a lot of stores. About 80. So mm-hmm. when you do sampling, people must just love this product. Yeah. We do a lot of demoing and we get a lot of great feedback and a lot of sell through when we do those demos. And where can people find the product in the store? In the deli section. Okay. So near like the deli meats or hummus. near it's where the hummus is. Yeah. That's okay. kind of the best way. Yeah. And if they don't see it in their store, they can ask for it, right? People don't realize how much power there is in asking for a Minnesota made product. It's true. We've had a handful of stores contact us and say someone came in here and asked asked about your product and we'd love to start carrying you. So mm-hmm. for sure, ask for it. Yes. Um, pickle dips. What? Why do you think people like pickle dips? It's kind of a weird thing. It started out as sort of like, I hate <laughs> to say a, a white thing? trash thing, but... <laughs> Is it a weird thing? No, it's historically so. actually not... I mean, it's weird to us, but historically, this is like from the 1950s. This was like the cream cheese-based dip and then putting in like a little bit of an acid to it, mm-hmm. if you will, is like a completely very common way of doing things. Like, and something that we've been doing since, I guess you said the 1950s. Oh, and beyond, you know? I mean, but the dip thing is funny because we, I think, you know, you tend to think of like French onion dip and all these kind of things. And I think we think of them as sort of unrefined, like what I was saying, yeah. because like mine, I I kind of, I call it white trash pickle dip is like a joke, yeah. you know, but it's really just, you know, it's like when you think about it, 
It's because you're taking a bunch of processed things and putting it together. What you guys have done by adding the white bean in there is lighten it up mm-hmm. and give it sort of a little bit more of an accessibility so that it's not just like, I'm uh, heavy. Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. not, it's not something that you're sort of like, it's an indulgence, but mm-hmm. it's also, it's also, it can be an everyday thing. Like yeah. you've completely made it versatile. Mm-hmm. And a great sandwich spread too. Yes. Yeah. Um, is- you guys have, do you have day jobs too? Yes. So do. how does that work? Like, what does your schedule look like? Do you like every night get home from your day job and have your kids? And then after that, start working on pickle dip? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's like really, we're just, it's the grind right now for yeah, sure. Right, yeah. You're either. We're in the kitchen on nights and weekends and yep. On the computer on the days we're not in the kitchen and. What's the long-term hope? Like, do you hope that one of you can go off and do it long-term or what's your plan? Yeah, we're hoping 2019 is the year that one or both can make the leap. But it's just, you know, you have these grandiose ideas of growth and then you start putting pen to paper and mapping out numbers and projections and stuff like that. And you're like, well, how would you regionally launch without being able to do in-store demos? Like it's a different product that maybe people aren't familiar with. So we've had a lot of people just say, like, I've seen this here, but I didn't. I'm so glad you're demoing because we didn't really know what this product was. So yeah. we're trying to now figure out how can we successfully launch with, by In supporting the stores. So I think we've trimmed down like our growth plans so that we can really nail it. And we're talking with Britt and Sarah from Darling Pickle Dips. And a lot of the local product movement, people want to see you in the stores. They want to meet the founders. They want to talk to you about your dips and how to use them. And there's only two of you. So yeah. that must be challenging if you're going to go regional. Yeah. So we're trying to figure that out. We're trying to play around with different activation ideas, whether it's we've been doing a little push here with breweries because it's just such a great pairing with Mm -hmm. like pretzels and beer. And so we've been starting to work with some local. That's a great idea. So we were trying to figure out, like, if we grow into other markets, do we go to that market and activate it in 10 different breweries just so people know where to find it and just to create a little bit of buzz? Yep. So, yeah, we're looking at different creative ways you know, that, you know, because we can't be there all the time and it's, you know, you don't want to be on discount or have a feature price 365 days a year to right. rely on that to sell the product. So, right. And to sustain for both of you to quit your jobs, like it's not just one person, it's now two people, two families, like that's stressful. Yeah. And uh, you've only been doing it a year and a half. How, do they have like in, in small businesses, they're like, if you've made it five years, you've made it in food businesses. Do they have a number that like, if you've made it X number of years, you've made it. Have you heard that before? How about well, just if the money is there, you made it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's really yeah. right. Yeah. Five years seems to be the litmus test though. You know, it's like you're, you're really local that first year you're doing whatever tweaks you need to do to your recipes and your pricing or whatever. And then, you know, it's, I, I think we have heard yeah. five years. Yeah. I think we have. Yeah. When you, um, Talk to other people like that want to like, hey, I've got this salsa. I want to go to a farmer's market. I want to get started. Is there any like like number one piece of advice you give them right out right out the door? Like do this or don't do this. Gosh. <laughs> I think it's like I mean, and we learned this once we introduced a distributor for the first few months when we were in just Kowalski's. We were self-distributing. So once you add it. I would say just do your pricing backwards. I think that's what people don't realize is that they're like, I know my cost of goods is this, but then when you start adding in all these extra layers of people that take a margin, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that it ours. can be yes. like, that can flip your business upside down if you're not prepared for that. So, so. we want that someday, start there, even if you're just starting in the farmer's right. markets. Yeah. I do love to hear a maker say the word cost of goods. I love to hear a maker <laughs> say business plan because a lot of people, they're making stuff and selling it, but they have no idea how much it's costing them. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, to be able to make it a business, you have to know those things. So yeah. good for you gals for doing it. It's a really great product. It's Darling Pickle Dips. Thanksgiving, Christmas. I can mm-hmm. see it on a lot of tables. Halloween parties. Yes. Tailgating. Yeah. Oh, Football yeah. Parties. I didn't even think yeah. about yes. that. Yep. Football. Yes. Big you, time. You could put it on a pizza. Yeah. We've done a veggie pizza with yeah. it. Yeah. Where you have a crust. Yeah. Like a, I was like, I don't know how. Pizza. I don't know if you don't want to heat this up, though. Well, I, we have. Have you we, heated we it up? heated up the, the white cheddar and mustard. Oh. And it's really good. Yeah. Delicious. People have I just don't know how it breaks down. You know what I mean? You never know. I always worry about that. Right. No, I think. done it, that's right. Yeah. All right, ladies, it is Darling Pickle Dips. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we are going to give you the moral of the story. And uh, we want to thank Red Cow and their four locations and Red Rabbit, both Minneapolis and now St. Paul, for presenting the show today. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Our friend Post Malone with his face tattoos. That's a thing. Yeah. They're permanent. It's all good. Doesn't it make you nervous when... Well, I mean, you can get... Permanent face tattoos. Well, I mean, tattoos you can get removed. Nothing's permanent. It's, True. They're going to be suppose. scars. But then you'd but... have scars. Yeah. Well, Just as a mother, face tattoos make me very anxious. Yeah. Um, it's time for the moral of the story. Did you learn anything on the show today? Um, I would just say for me, the moral of the story is that... Uh, I am really ready for alternative types of cooking and food shows. And I'm salt and fat, you know, salt, fat, acid, heat to me is something that is just a window into how we can look differently at food, televised food things. And I'm excited for it. I'm hoping that we can see more of it. I watched, uh, this is maybe going to be a little sad, but I watched the um, Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain Mm -hmm. in Africa. And I think he was with Questlove. Uh, he was with a guy who I didn't, I didn't recognize. Yeah. And the episode was good, but there was <clears throat> one dinner that they had and he talked about um, not remembering it the night before mm-hmm. and that he had filmed the whole segment and didn't remember one thing that he ate and then mentioned like something about all the vodka and the prescription pills. And there were like all these kind of weird references where I was just like, oh, Sad. Wow. How like telling almost as he was filming that last season, maybe where he was at personally. Well, they were that's yeah, there's a whole discussion about why they decided to air the things they did and like why. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. I understand why they aired them. I just felt like, wow, when you looked into Bourdain, he showed you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but we maybe saw what we wanted to see. Mm hmm. And parts of what he was showing in Africa and the way he was talking about the landscape and the people, it was so moving and so beautiful and just reminded me of what an incredible storyteller that guy was. Yeah. No, he was one of the he was one of the greatest. He really was. Mm-hmm. Um, as we we're going to go and have a couple of Bloody Marys this afternoon together. We're going to go uh, check out our local guy, Charles Lovejoy, who is bottling Lovejoy's Bloody Mary mix. So that'll be fun. We'll talk about that on the podcast. There's a ton of stuff going on today, kids. We got, uh, well, first of all, actually, I'd like to give a shout out to, of course, uh, Chef Justin Sutherland of Handsome Hog and Pearl and the Thief because he's going to be on Top Chef Kentucky airing in December. It starts December 6th, I believe. And that's a Thursday and it's he's competing in Kentucky where he's I'm sorry there's smoked chef. meats and bourbon and that's kind of his wheelhouse so kind of excited to see Top I'm, Chef I'm, 16 yeah I'm actually gonna watch Top Chef again 
I have not it's watched been a it. while. Oh, I have not watched it in years because it has been the same and it got really boring to do the same thing over and over again. I think I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. But I would like to watch it. Yeah. I mean, and that's a competition style show. Obviously, like that's my point is like I'm it's like it's kind of done. Like if if he hadn't been on it, I wouldn't watch it. So it's kind of interesting, but I'm glad for him. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Um couple other things happening today and this weekend. Just letting you know, La Doña Cerveceria, which is the new uh, Mexican-style brewery over in Minneapolis. They're having their grand opening party this weekend, and they've got tons of fun stuff going on. It is a very cool space. They have a soccer field in front of the brewery. Can I just tell you, totally random, I almost bought that building. Really? That was the first building I had a purchase order on, and then we ended up not following through, and we bought a different building. But For your printing company yes, in the past. Yes, it is yeah. such a great space, and yeah. right near a lot of green space and that's yeah. going to be a really fun brewery. Yeah, and they've got great stuff going on and they've got, you know, I mean, they're doing like micheladas and donuts this morning. because First Latino owned. Yeah, and because they are doing, uh, because and they're watching soccer and they play soccer, they're going to have futsal stuff, all sorts of good stuff going on. Also, the Northeast uh, Big River Brew Fest is happening today at the Northeast uh, Neighborhood, or the Eastside Neighborhood Services, which is a great organization that helps people. Uh, they have a whole, if you're looking for like a kind of a big brew fest, that's mm-hmm. a great place to go. Um, number 12 Cidery opened in North Loop, a no, place, what, it's not, which is the one that opened. It's not open yet. Okay. Number 12 is opening in November. November, November. Okay. Yep. yep. So they are I'm no, excited about that. Yeah. Another cider house because mm-hmm. I do love to go to Sociable. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really interesting. I November think. 10th. November right, 10th. We'll mark that down. Uh, if you want to watch the Big Lebowski today, you can watch it at the third annual Dude Nord at Dude Nord Distilling where they put in the parking lot, they put up a big screen and they, every Everybody dresses up as the dude and they watch Can the Can we just talk game. about that that movie is 20 years oh, yeah. old. There's a great picture of uh, uh, Jeff Daniels, uh, Steve Buscemi, John Goodman, 20 years ago. I know. It's, that's how old that movie is. It's so crazy. Isn't that insane? I still love that movie. It's the best. It's just the dude. It's the best. Um, tomorrow, you can go to the Smokeout Festival in Lower Town. That's with Handsome Hog and those guys. Uh, Prize Brewing is going to be there doing a collaborative. It's just a big smoke festival. Like they're smoking up good old, uh, you know, a lot of whole hog smoking, and they've got a whole bunch of really good, sort of a barbecue thing. Happening. You know, and I, have we talked about Animal? Animales? Yeah. Have we talked about it yet? I feel like we have. Um, but we might not have. John Whipley's. Uh, I mean, John was on the show talking about truck. it. It is open at Abel Seed Brewing, and I just can't get over the pictures I see on Instagram of those trays of barbecue. Yeah. I just, that guy is so talented. Yeah. John is kind of the current rib king. And if you're looking for Minneapolis. a gift idea, he has a venison cookbook that came out this season last year. Yeah, last that year. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a venison cook, but every other, well, first of all, everything in there you could cook on any other type of meat. So I still, that's not one I'm giving up because I like that cookbook a lot. And the sides were so great. Right. Seriously. That's so good. Uh, another place you want to, if you are looking, if you maybe didn't get your MEA fall activities all stoked in, a great thing to do is tomorrow, it's going to be 54 and sunny tomorrow, you guys. All right. A really great day to head down to uh, Milk and Honey's Farmhouse Orchard for the Bushel to Bottle Fest. 
And this is, for, you know, in, in kind of a benefit for the Minnesota Cider Guild. They're going to be on hand. They're basically sampling a just ton of great ciders, but they're also doing like fresh hopped ciders. They're doing, you know, w- local wines, all this kind of fruit infusions from cideries and wineries and breweries. Um, and there's food trucks and they're having live music and bonfires. This is, and milk and uh, honey is one of those really great artisanal ciders that you kind of see in bottles only. They don't do a lot of self-promotion, but they are a really quality brand of cider. Yes, um, they have the rosé cider that I like so yes, much. so true. So they're having that on Sunday. It's a big fest. Family are welcome. You have to be obviously 21 to drink, but it's kind of a really good way to spend a Sunday. Or a, yeah, like a Sunday in the fall. Uh, do you have your bolognese recipe has just blown up on the Instagrams and on the Facebooks. Uh, you can find us Stephanie's Dish, Stephanie March. Uh, do you have anything on deck that you're thinking about cooking this week? Um, well, I am going to do some pumpkin dip tonight. Uh, I'm going to go burn a bunch of things. I have so much to burn in my yard. So I'm planning on burning, just burning, 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 burning man at Stephanie's house. Yeah. And then, so I'm going to do, I'm going to make some pumpkin dip. I, there's some Harbison cheese that is out. This is from, uh, so, you know, by the way, it is about the time where you want to be thinking about Fresh Creek Reserve. Okay. It's coming soon. Remember, and there are starting to reserve them. If you want to make sure you have one, you should call up France 44 and reserve yourself, you know, some of it. That is the birch bark rind brie from cheese. That's delicious. Fresh Creek Reserve. It's the dip in gorgeousness. But Jasper Hill Farm, which is out of Vermont, is uh, they have something called Harbison. Harbison is very much like Rush Creek Reserve. It is um, it's kind of this beautiful soft ripened cheese. It's got a blind. It's got a rustic bloomy rind and they do have strips of spruce wrapped around it. So it's the same thing where you take the top off and you dip in. That's available right now. So if you're looking for something a lot like Rush Creek Reserve, which is not ready yet, Harbison is sort of that next best thing. I found it at um, Lunds and Barley's and I was very excited by it. Yeah, This is a good, good thing if you're going to a party and you're going to do wine and cheese. Just put a thing of Harbison out there. Maybe do a blue on the other side and some apricots, some dried apricots or dried apples. We picked up some dried apples from Sponsel's Minnesota Harvest. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. That is really, and then just throw some great wine together and have your friends over. I'm going to burn things and we're going to eat that and pumpkin dip. That's what I'm doing. That sounds pretty awesome. There it is. It has been a great show. Thank you to, again, Red Cow and Red Rabbit for having us. Red Rabbit St. Paul is open. You can go and get the delicious clams, the chicken parmesan, the pizza, the spaghetti and meatballs. It's all there for you. And Red Cow, through the end of the month, their dollar from their double barrel burger, which I had, which was awesome. 